0: Hey, everybody. This is the Gross Point Public Library presenting new podcast, Who Dis? I'm Adam, and I am the Dream Lab librarian, and joining me is Lexi. Hi,
1: everybody. I'm Lexi Smith. I'm the Emerging Technologies Librarian at Gross Point,
0: And we're starting a new series of podcasts. Uh, the one we are starting here today is called Short Stacks, where we give brief reviews of some of the recommendations uh, that have been put out by various librarians and stuff, um, including ourselves for a certain theme for each month. Um, And this month, Lexi, is...
1: Spooky September and October.
0: (laughs) Yep. Granted, September's almost over, and by the time this goes up, it'll probably be closer to October, but yeah.
1: (laughs) So we're sticking with the spooky theme, and it's not just books. This is media recommendations, so we'll have movies, too, um, and I listen to a lot of audiobooks, so I'm sure as the months go on, I'll have plenty of audiobook recommendations. Oh,
0: absolutely. Stuff. Absolutely. And I'm just pulling up now my thing of recommendations. But uh, while we're at it, um, Lexi, why don't you take us away?
1: I certainly can. So to start off the um, adult media recommendations, I had to do this. Um, this is kind of corny and this is old news, but it... By Stephen King
0: oh god yes <laughs> with
1: the I mean it's your typical clown freak show it's terrifying um, the book is ginormous and I'm talking about the book in this case um, but I love the adaptations I don't love the miniseries adaptation mm. with um, oh my gosh Tim Curry Tim Curry thank you um, I don't love that adaptation but I love Tim Curry in that adaptation so I don't hate it but the new movies represent the book so much better. So, but the book itself is like a bible literally because it's so ginormous. Oh yeah. <sighs> um and it is so good. I love Stephen King. This is by far my favorite Stephen King novel and I just had to start with King because I'm obsessed with it. It's probably one of my most favorite it's probably my top three favorite books of all time, just because the storytelling is done so
0: well. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, there's a reason why King is such a prolific author as he is. It's the uh, <laughs> honestly, it just is a matter of the fact that one, he has so much, uh, such a huge body of work, guaranteed to have some uh, fantastic bits in there. And then at the same time, there's the fact that you know he just kind of was like really good at dealing with things that. A lot of people wouldn't necessarily deal with like pet cemetery stuff like that. Like, like don't go to that cemetery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pet cemetery, that's actually my um, October book club book. Oh, for, fantastic! I, I'm a part of f- like four different book clubs right now, um, and this is not the one that I run, um, but it's a like a Stephen King book club specifically that i'm a part of when we're reading pet cemetery and it will be my first time so no spoilers because i've never actually seen anything. oh don't
0: worry no spoilers here
1: i mean i'm assuming you know the mm-hmm. animals come back to life
0: I uh i am not gonna say anything <laughs>
1: So back to the book though itself, it's um, amazing, ginormous. Um, It's kind of intimidating and scary uh, just to look at, but please give it a chance. I highly recommend it. If you're going to read any Stephen King book in your life, it should be it. There is one trigger warning I would give. Uh (laughs)
0: Uh-huh. I I think we both know what that is. (laughs) Yes. It
1: comes at the very end of the Book, um, and I don't really know how to warn about this. Okay, I'll just say check the trigger warnings. That's what I'll say. Cause yeah, there's um one scene that it's one scene that really um, makes me angry and made me throw the book across the room. But besides that, the book itself is really good. Um, So check the trigger warnings, but that's my first recommendation. Now, Adam, what's your first recommendation? So my
0: first recommendation, um, a lot of people probably haven't watched this in the States. This is a movie, well, not a movie, a a TV series. Um, It recently came out in the States. Kamen Rider Kuga from 2000. Kamen Rider, for those who don't know, is the reason we have Power Rangers. Um, Basically, the idea of a masked superhero riding around on a motorcycle in Japan started in 1971. Uh, Kuga was when they decided to reinvigorate it in the year 2000. And um, the writing in it is fantastic. Written by Naruhisa Arakawa. Um, The writing in Kuga is a mix of, I'd say, Twin Peaks meets Power Rangers. (laughs) With the two main characters, um, Ichijo and uh, Godai, representing the two sides of Dale Cooper. With Ichijo being the competency of Dale Cooper. Well, Go Die represents the silly nature of Dale Cooper and <laughs> it's a monster of the week thing, but it gets really dark. Like this was meant to be a kids show and I'm like oh, oh, <laughs> Japan is just like, uh, hey kids, guess what? At the end of this episode 7,000 people died. <laughs> oh. <Yep>. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, no, it is, it is fantastically written. It's one of those things where you look at the cover, you see the guy in the goofy plastic suit and you're like, oh, this is going to be some, something corny, but no, it's, it's really well written. It's dark. The monsters are wonderfully designed. I absolutely adore all of them. I cannot recommend *Comrade Kuga enough. We have it on Blu-ray at the, uh, at the Ewald branch. Um, it is fantastic, um definitely give it a go if you are interested in trying to broaden your horizons if you like david lynch uh, or if you want to have something that's got a little bit more of an anime theme to things because that there's definitely some anime inspiration and stuff in there and i mean it's just you know like the the, the characters just like it's one of those shows where even the side characters get really, really good stories and everything. So yeah, if you enjoy your monster of the week with an overarching plot and everything, I definitely recommend *Comrade Rider Kuga. It's dark. It's fun. It's, um, it's scary. The theme song, the theme song has the lines, no fear, no pain. That is a bold faced lie. (laughs) So, um, yeah, uh, definitely recommend that one.
1: (laughs) Excellent. That sounds like a perfect October watch.
0: Oh, absolutely! Right and before like, Halloween, that's and it's favorite. only like fifty episodes, so it's a quick one. Like every series, that's a nice thing about Common Rider. Every series is a complete set. You don't have to know anything about the old Common Riders for Kuga. You don't have to know anything about Kuga for any of the other Common Riders, because I guarantee at some point I'm going to be recommending Common uh, Rider zero one on here, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that'll be for a different time um <laughs> different so, theme yes <laughs> so awesome and make sure you uh look
1: up the spelling before you try to find it at the library because um for
0: the record that is k-a-m-e-n rider as in a bike rider it literally me. it literally translates to masked rider and kuga k-u-u-g-a
1: Perfect. Thank you. Because when he was first telling, when Adam was first telling me about Common Rider Kuga, I kept thinking in my head, common, like common folk, common people. Um, that's definitely not how it's spelled so good luck finding it at the library unless you actually um, know the spelling so Uh, thanks for spelling it out. (laughs) No problem
0: it's actually funny that um, uh, a lot of the younger kids who probably watch the show One Punch Man Mm. there's a common rider reference in that and that there was a moomin rider which literally means unlicensed rider he rides a bicycle instead of a motorcycle (laughs) that is so perfect Mm -hmm. oh my
1: gosh that is amazing Mm -hmm. it's fantastic so so that was the adult media well i have another book recommendation but that was the movie re- or sorry tv series mm-hmm. recommendation um are we good to put yeah. me on mine yeah. so my next recommendation is another book i can't help it but um it's also it has a really good um series adaptation It is available on Netflix, but it is like in Swedish or Danish or I kind of forgot um, what language it's in. So you have to um, watch it with subtitles, but it is so good. This is called The Chestnut Man. And it's by I don't know how to say his last name Sorens Vicestrup. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'm I'm trying my best here. It's definitely like Slavic or, or typically
0: in, in those in those types of languages. Yeah, you pronounce the second the the second vowel. So like in a German, if it was I E, you would go E, and if it was E I, it would be I. So that's oh. why it's Einstein. Um, oh, yeah. I never knew. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I really never knew. That. That's why the joke
0: in Young Franken Frankenstein is that he goes Frankenstein because that's not at all how you pronounce it. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, that would really change. That would change pop culture for sure. Mm-hmm. And well, not pop culture, just culture in general. Um, but the chestnut man, the book is kind of thick, but the print is really big. It's very fast paced. There's really short chapters. There's a lot of chapters that are like one page. This is definitely, um, the fall read. I think if you're going to pick anything up that's been published within the past few years, it should be the chestnut man. It's a murder mystery. And it's also, I mean, there's like one of the main characters is a detective. So it's definitely got like more of a mystery element to it. If like horror and gore are not your thing as such as the case with it <laughs> in a lot of Stephen King's words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you're more into like the solving the puzzles and the crimes um, with still some kind of, you know, people are the villains in this story. The Chestnut Man is definitely the way to go. It goes places you really don't expect it to. There's a lot of characters um, that you become attached to. And I'm telling you, you could read this in like two days and then binge the series and the series does a fantastic job of, adapting it so um the chestnut man by soren spice yeah
0: yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah
1: it's really good highly recommend it
0: very mm-hmm. twisted um yeah and uh, yeah definitely i always like trying to look out for you know stuff from you know foreign writers like obviously common writer <laughs> i mean yeah. they're, they're like because uh, there's a lot of stuff like the we have our own folklore here in the States. Like we even have folklore in Michigan. We have the dog man of Michigan, Mm -hmm. which is a wonderful, um,
1: we wonderful. should do an episode on him Sorry. we
0: absolutely should do an episode on the dog man cuz it is a wonderful wonderful bit of folklore that started up through a song <laughs>
1: that's so good i love the folklore of dog man that's oh, a really yeah. good idea p- perfect for spooky um for the spooky theme mm. I, if you don't know the um dog man lore definitely look it up
0: yeah if you look up on youtube you can find a song about it and it is just fantastic and a lot of fun and it's it's just this 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 pluck like uh string string plucking type thing uh, as a man's narrating all the times that the Dogman appears. And I'll, I'll save that for another, another time because it's it's such a good, interesting lore. It
1: is so good. And I've read other books and I've read articles and you know, short stories inspired by the Dogman of Michigan specifically. So we should definitely dive into that because I have so many things I could bring to the oh, table. Yeah. I've long been a fan of the Dogman. Yes. But, <laughs> but yeah. now to our next recommendation. So
0: I'm recommending, it's considered a bit of a classic at this point, though um, I'm prefacing it with the guy was a terrible terrible racist person but he is way too dead to acquire any uh any uh money to uh himself and make use of it. H.P. Lovecraft's uh stories. I've been a big fan of the Call of Cthulhu mythos completely understanding that oh Lovecraft Lovecraft had some problematic views on everyone. Um <laughs> to the point where even other racist people in the day were like, "Dude, tone it down a bit." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, it is. But uh, you cannot deny that he has had a uh, impact on our, um, on our uh, culture and everything. Because the Cthulhu mythos, there's literally a game, the Call of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. um, the Shadow over Innsmouth, the idea of the spooky fish people and everything. Um, but the one I'm particularly talking about is the Color Out of Space which uh recently was done as a movie that has Nicolas Cage do giving such a wonderful Nicolas Cage performance as Nicolas Cage not actually as <laughs> Nicolas Cage he's a farmer but uh um you know what I mean when I say a Nicolas Cage performance <laughs> yeah same difference <laughs> uh it's it's fantastic basically in uh, this farm um it's a family there they uh they are just you know preparing for the next uh, for the next harvest and everything when this this meteor falls and everything and creates this weird color and everything like this this lar the, like from spouting from a well there's this color this color like mist coming out and things start to change the fruits change color everything like that and it creates like there's there's body horror, I'm not going to lie there, so if that's not your thing, turn around. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Uh, the story is, like, as whatever it is, is slowly driving the family to do insane things. Like, it's, it's very much a mental horror. There's no, like, actual monster. That's the thing. It's all... Um, in the head and psychological. Yeah. Good. It's it's very good. I I, I highly recommend it. Uh, Lovecraft was always very good at like like for as much as we love the Cthulhu myths and stuff like that, he was actually bad at describing the unspeakable horrors because they were unspeakable (laughs) (laughs) so um this one works really really well because you the horror is something entirely in the mind so that's fantastic um yeah so uh if you can get the the book series there we have a lovecraft collection uh i believe also at ewald Mm -hmm. um If you can find the movie, the movie was fantastic. Uh, Those who remember me from uh, the Detroit Public Library will probably remember I did a review of that with uh, another librarian there of that movie when it was on Hoopla. It's not on Hoopla anymore, but if you can get a copy of it, go for it. It is a lot of fun. Great, uh, great thing to watch.
1: (laughs) Awesome. I've actually never um, read any H.P. Lovecraft, and and I know he's a problematic person, and that's kind of furthered it, but even as a teenager, I had no idea that he was a trash guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew he was a big name in the horror genre, and I'm a big fan of that genre, but I've actually never read I don't think I've read anything but not even like a short story maybe and if if they assigned it in high school maybe but I, I truly can't remember a time so
0: you've you've probably though been brushed by the culture just because so oh, many yeah. things like Dungeons and like let, let's face facts you play Dungeons and Dragons the yeah. the illithid themselves are based off like their their heads are based off of Cthulhu oh for sure for those who for those who aren't aware we're both in the in the throes of Baldur's Gate right now. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Well, I am i haven't been able to actually dive into it because I share a more current gaming computer with my partner and they're playing it right now. And so when, when they're playing it, I obviously can't play it simultaneously. So I'm not far in it at all. I've only began... I actually think I've created like three different characters because character creation is so fun for me. That's mm-hmm. like my favorite thing to do in any video game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've created some characters I haven't really gotten into it though
0: but i do love dungeons and dragons i've played a bunch of different systems different editions mm-hmm. so that, that's actually something we're going to be trying to do we're going to be trying to get a dungeons and dragons thing going on in here <laughs>
1: yeah so give us um if you have like suggestions or if you're interested in joining just you know let us know yeah call absolutely. the library email us they'll put you in touch with us everybody knows where the nerds <laughs> oh yeah 100 <100%. laughs> <laughs> percent. so they know we're
0: the people to get a hold of <laughs> mm-hmm all right. Well, that is the, uh, the stuff in the more adult media. Again, Common Rider could be considered teens as well. Like I, it was released for kids in Japan. That's all on you. <laughs> it's up to
1: you. So that's kind of a perfect segue into something that I recommended for teens, um, and it's also something I kind of recommended for youth. I'm so torn between this. So Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark.
0: Oh, I was going to say the same one because yes. it's so good.
1: <laughs> so the stories are by Elvin Schwartz. There's a couple of different editions that have the illustrations. I, as a child, I read the originals with the original illustrations and they're terrifying. I won't lie. Like they're oh, yeah. terrifying. They're definitely like the... Along with Schwartz's storytelling, it's so succinct and short, but you're horrified throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. They're so good, but they were my most checked out book of like the f- whole entire fifth grade class. Like I just constantly kept checking that book out, <laughs> oh, which fantastic. probably says more about me than anything, but it, it's really, really good. Um, and I was terrified of, I was literally scared of the dark as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was scared of my own shadow. I would jump at everything. Um, and I hated scary movies, hated scary stories, but I loved scary stories to tell in the dark. And now I'm a huge horror fan, or at least I can watch scary movies that's and not.
0: How, that's kind of like the uh, the 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 wheel it goes on. It's like you start off like terrified of these things, and then you become fascinated by the things that scare you. Yes. It's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> and it's
1: really wonderful because now I'm not scared to be in the dark. I'm not scared to walk around. Like, there's these... I mean, everybody has their phobias and their fears, but like scary stories to tell in the dark really helped me um, visualize what is the worst thing that could be in the dark. And I know that's not real. As a child, Uh I figured, okay, that's not real. This is a story. So this isn't in the dark. I'm in the dark and I'm the scariest thing around. And so that's kind of what the book did for me. I highly recommend for, I would recommend this for youth because I did read this um, in like fourth or fifth grade. As a child, I would recommend the original, um with the illustrate i have to look up the illustrate i mm-hmm. had their name are you doing that
0: uh yeah right now thank you mm-hmm, so
1: so but elvin schwartz either way like there's a so when i keep talking about different illustrations there's the original edition with the illustrations by Stephen
0: gemell uh that's that's Stephen with a ph um so, so yeah thank uh,
1: you so that's so that's for the original illustrations there's they also came out with a i'm not sure i think it was like a handful of years ago um they came out with another edition where the stories are the same and just as horrifying but the illustrations are not nearly as um terrifying grotesque what have you and because they they are they are creepy they're more colorful they're a little bit easier on the eyes um less likely to scare the children so i haven't read that one i do recommend the original because it did great things for me and i own a i own all like it's like a series I own all of the copies that are on my bookshelf at home and recently so this was my teen recommendation was the actual movie adaptation
0: yes and those who uh look at our TikTok saw that I recommended that as well as the yes. thing um are uh, are <laughs> literally uh to re- the literally watch with the lights on <laughs> it, seriously it is so good mm. it just
1: takes like it it the thing with the movie adaptation it's directed by Andre Overdoll, again another like Slavic or something name that I don't know how to pronounce but um, the the movie takes the stories and kind of puts it all into one big story it's not the kind of like vignette where each story has its own characters there's like these main characters and they move through the scary stories to tell in the dark and it is so well done I think it's really really great but definitely that's not one for the Little children to watch.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna like, I don't know. Some kids could, but you know, it depends. Like, uh, it depends on how, it depends on the kid. But uh, on, uh, I'd err on the side of caution and say, no. Nah. Yeah, and just, and if you're concerned, just
1: watch it yourself first. I suppose. Oh, absolutely. Um, because I don't think it's rated R, but it's um, definitely spooky it's definitely spooky so perfect for this time of the year um and then, so the other teen recommendations that we have are all from our teen librarian, mm-hmm. um, who is not here in the recording booth with us today, but we have uh, White Smoke by Tiffany Jackson. I have seen this on Book Talk. I have not read this myself, so I don't want to say too much about it, um, but I've heard a lot of really good buzz around it, and it seems like a perfect fall
0: book. Just looking it up right now. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. Oh, the, oh God. This, this description has already, sold, has already sold me. The Haunting of Hill House meets Get Out in this chilling YA psychological thriller. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah, in. You, yeah. you sold me. <laughs>
1: Count me in. As soon as I heard Haunting of Hill House,
0: which is another great read. I just read
1: that this year for the first time. Um, not for teens. Well, I mean, you, teens can read it. It's probably going to be a little boring for them, but... That sounds amazing. That's a perfect combo. That's a combo I didn't know I needed. Get Uh, out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I now need it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that's a recommendation from Lisa, the teen librarian. Um, There's two other ones that she recommended. I believe all of these are books as well. Um, So The Getaway by Lamar Giles. Mm -hmm. Getaway? Yeah, The the Getaway specifically. And we'll see what that
0: entails. Lamar Giles. All right. Let's see here let's see here Jay is living his best life at Carluff County to do life isn't so great for the rest of the world but people come things to get away from uh, let's see it sounds uh timely thrilling and great from start to finish an absolute pace turner. Uh, those are those are reviews that are giving me things like that so let's see uh here we go. The page is loading up the the full review, and uh, as the outside gets worse, trouble starts seeping in. Connie and her friends disappear in the middle of the- ooh, ooh, ooh. Rich and more powerful families start arriving, only they aren't leaving. Resort has been selling shares in an end-of-the-world oasis- Oh, okay. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that actually sounds really really good the idea of a place for the end of the world okay
1: ooh that is neat
0: yeah i love it all right I,
1: that's like our well i think our first apocalyptic recommendation i mean that's kind of what it sounds like yeah
0: that's what it sounds
1: like it sounds great so that's that's surprising that that's our first so far apocalyptic recommendation but that does sound good Mm -hmm. and the last recommendation i did look up this overview um and this is just from barnes and noble so take that as you will it's called the honeys by ryan lasala and this is considered haunting atmospheric and completely mesmerizing if i can if i could speak so it says that even the, <laughs> it says even the first chapter is heart pounding so oh it's oh oh I love these. It says it's a sun drenched summer horror story.
0: Oh fantastic, which
1: I love. Mm. Oh it's at a summer retreat. I love um, summer horror stories. Uh, just you're to, fan.
0: Of, you're a fan of, fi- of Friday the Thirteenth,
1: aren't you? I of course, of yes. course. I love slasher thrones. <laughs> I love cam- I love any campground gone awry, like campers gone awry. Um, I love that setting. But I also love Midsommar. Um why Ari by Ari Aster he directed it I believe or Mm -hmm. wrote it whatever maybe both I forget um Midsomar the have you seen it the movie I have not
0: though oh, that, my I'll gosh. put that on my list now
1: It is Ari Aster made two of my favorite horror films of all time Hereditary and Midsomar. Oh
0: they okay well then yeah I got to <laughs> Yeah
1: Midsomar is so good it has my wife and queen Florence Pugh as the main character mm-hmm. Many people have seen Midsommar already What I love about that movie though is it's set it, like it terrifies you in the broad daylight I'm not used to that unless I'm like read like it is very much um by Stephen King is very much set in the summertime and it's Mm -hmm. terrifying. But that's a book that I'm reading and the movies still portray the scary parts in a dark, like dank basement, that kind of thing. Where Midsommar and it sounds like this book, too, absolutely can terrify you while you're in the sunshine and something that can scare you when the sun is out, I just think is fantastic
0: oh and- man i suddenly just got a like the the terrifying in the sun and everything just made me think of ooh another movie that adults would like and i don't know if we actually have a copy here ooh. is the thing <laughs>
1: oh so so jeff a, a colleague of ours uh, yes just yes brought up that gross point is going to be sh- or somewhere around. it's in detroit uh the oh.
0: Redford, the red the Redford, for field uh or redmond Redford Theater? Redford. Redford. Yeah, Redford, Redford Theater. Theater.
1: Yep, is going to be showing the thing, not for free, but um, they're going to be showing it on screen, and that just sounds amazing. Yeah. I've never o- seen the thing. October
0: 14th. I definitely recommend it. Well, in that case, allow me to summarize it for you in the most in the most lying <laughs> way possible. Perfect. A bunch of workaholics find a dog, and it changes their life forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds
0: amazing. <laughs> I do love animals, but I have a feeling that's probably going to be a hindrance to me in
1: this movie. <laughs> I also heard that Kurt Russell... Oh
0: yes, Kurt Russell, a young Keith David, Uh, Wilford Brimley. Oh, it is fantastic. I love
1: Kurt Russell,
0: (laughs) so I I have to see it. And maybe
1: we should all just go do a watch party. Oh,
0: definitely. I'm. I've got some friends that already we're already planning on getting our tickets and everything to go. So it's gonna be great.
1: Yay! That's gonna be so fun. I'm so glad that they're showing it on the big screen. I. Oh yeah. Like I said, I I won't be able to go because um my birthday's actually October 15th. So I love spooky season. Um, but since my birthday's right in the middle of the month, and it happens to be on a Sunday this year, I have my parents are coming. I get down, it, yeah, and yeah. they don't want to go see the thing. They're not horror lovers like I am, so I mean. I won't be able to make it this time, but next year, whatever they end up showing, maybe I'll go
0: to definitely. That. You know, you should you should treat yourself and 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 get it and everything. Like it is, it is fantastic. I'm checking right now to see if we have a copy. We have to. I mean, isn't that a classic? It, I it is. Well, it's a cult classic. It was. It actually bombed when it came out. Oh um, wow. <laughs> uh, let's see here, GPPL oh. library. Let's see, do we have a copy of this? Going to the catalog. Dun dun dun. All right. The we love the catalog. Thing. Yes. Please. Uh, no. Wait. Ah, oh, crap. We only have the tw- the 2012 version. There's <sighs> a new version? I didn't even know that. Yeah, was it has version. a Mary Elizabeth Winstead who oh. was uh, Ramona Flowers and um, oh. Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. And the acting isn't terrible but they replaced all the cool practical effects with cgi and it's like it ruins like the feeling of yeah. everything like uh i do, i will say when i think of the thing and i can't
1: even like picture like what it but i do picture like the the quote unquote bad um like prosthetics and like makeup and stuff like oh that. the
0: prosthetics in the thing are really good like oh. it's like that like it's 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 legitimately scary because the prosthetics themselves have a weight. That's one of the things that's about old uh, cinema and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm going to play uh, devil's advocate for a movie that a lot of people didn't like, Doom. Um, 2005 with The Rock and Carl Cur- Urban. Oh. <laughs> um, based off the video game of the same name. Yep. And, oh, it's a trash movie. I saw it in theaters five times. <laughs> because it had the following three things. The Rock carl urban and monsters perfect and that was all i was expecting yeah so therefore it exceeded my expectations <laughs> great <We laughs> love it when it they, checks all the boxes because it used practical effects like as bad as the movie was it used practical effects that look really good and actually hold up so <sighs> that's, that's <loving>. what helps <sighs>
1: I'm trying to think of um, have you ever seen La- The Labyrinth? Labyrinth. Wait. Labyrinth
0: with with uh with the Jim Henson one, the one with uh, David Bowie? No, well that one's amazing too. <laughs> actually no, I'm thinking of um
1: Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's yes, Labyrinth. Also. That was silly of me. Um, <laughs> I love that movie because I think they do a blend of CGI as they well as do. aesthetics, but they definitely dress up their monsters in real life. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. The Pale Man is top 5 one of my favorite it's like very monsters, creepy yeah. creatures of all time absolutely love it and the fawn himself is Mm -hmm. just he's creepy as heck so I definitely get get what you're saying with like the prosthetics of old cinema but the pan's labyrinth at least is an old old cinema no no I don't um, remember when it was
0: it's over a decade over it's 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 almost definitely 2000 it's almost 15 years old I think Uh, oh my gosh wow I didn't realize it was that old I only watched it for the first time like 2006 it is almost 20 years old
1: oh my god I'm oh. like, it's not that old.
0: <laughs> just just put me in the coffin now. Yes. That is crazy. I watched it for the
1: first time five years ago and I thought it was brand new. I'm silly. Oh. Um But yeah, let's, let's shall let Shall we segued which
0: yes. uh, Probably will happen a lot in these podcasts. Just oh, letting you know
1: <laughs> for sure. And we plan on doing different, um, like episodes. So like this is short stacks. This is our short reviews. Believe it or not, um, we want to do like longer reviews of books. We want to do like a podcast book club where you we tell everybody to go get their um, copy of the month's book from their local library, and then we'll have like a long review of it. Um, so we have lots of lots and lots of ideas, but. Mm-hmm. To end the Short Stacks segment, we have some youth recommendations. Um, I, this might go without saying, well, probably not. I should say I don't have any children, young children in my life, in or around me, really, um, besides when I'm at work. Same. So I don't, yeah, we, I don't think. I got my we,
0: nephews and, you know, they're, 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 they're adorable. But uh, they, they but they live on the other side of the state, so it's, you know. Same.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, all of the kids in my life would be three and a half hours away. So, I, yeah, don't really have kids around me except for when I'm at work. So, we didn't make these recommendations either. These recommendations come from our youth librarian, Rachel. And I, di- well, actually, I did put one <laughs> movie on there. I couldn't help it. Um, I did put Halloween Town for kids, and
0: I was just about to add a uh, nightmare before Christmas because yes, uh,
1: both are classics. They are, it, I don't care how old they are, I don't care um, if you don't like Tim Burton. Your children need to watch both of those, mm-hmm. they don't need to watch the whole entire Halloween Town series. I understand if you don't want to commit to that, but the first two are so good, they're Chef's Kiss Perfection. And um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I made the mistake of watching that or not watching it until I was like twenty. Mm-hmm. And if I would have watched that as a kid, I would have been
0: absolutely obsessed with it. Oh God, yeah, it, it was great. Also, one of the best worlds in Kingdom Hearts. They had the best costumes for Sora, Donald, oh, and Goofy. Yes, <laughs> yes, I
1: love Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, definitely, I don't care if if you know you want to show your child like more modern stuff. These are some classics that they have to watch. Oh absolutely. I don't make the rules. Again,
0: practical effects of the nightmare aged very well because while it looks like CG, it was all stop motion. Yeah, which is such a I mean,
1: like Tim Burton's art style is absolutely terrifying mm-hmm. it really is
0: <laughs> oh god yeah i mean right now what's making its round is beetlejuice and everything yep. um the mm-hmm. the the play and everything like fantastic like i love beetlejuice <laughs> who doesn't everybody loves beetlejuice <laughs> um so
1: i had well i guess i did kind of already talk about scary stories to tell in the dark that I would recommend for youth. There, keep in mind, there's like the super scary edition and then the not as scary
0: edition. Mm-hmm. That's up to you. I'm sure your library has both. Um, the book's probably a little easier to stomach for kids because the, the, oh, there's not sure. a visual. Co- there's not as much of a visual component other than the illustrations. It's a lot easier to. Um, I found that kids are a little bit easier to scare with a movie than with a book, though. You you you, you can add voices and things like that, and
1: you yeah. know, make it make it work. <laughs> and what's fun, and I I meant to mention this earlier when I first brought it up, is what's fun about scary stories is. It's also a really good um, tool for literacy, I think, because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of like songs. There's like one that's in there that's even written as a song, like lyrics to a song. It rhymes. um, You make up your own rhythm to it. And it's creepy. Um, And it will even sometimes it's written like a script. So it will give somebody a role to play. So the storyteller is supposed to, you know, jump up and scream at the end and scare everybody who's listening um there's good rhymes with um like natural rhythm there's one that i think goes me tie do t walker like you just kind of say Ooh, it in yeah and, and there's just like a cadence that comes with it so it's really a great literacy tool too so you can bring in some actual education <laughs> your child will be learning things while also being Scared and that's fun. Oh, fantastic! I love it. <laughs> so Rachel recommends um, this is a picture book: Bruce and the Legend of Soggy Hollow. Bruce
0: and the Legend of Soggy Hollow. Let me get a picture of this. Yes, I, I love mean, the I mean, are, you aren't going to be able to see it until you get the books, but
1: uh... or if you go on our TikTok, it is mm. on our TikTok because oh, we good. are also making a short stack series TikTok version where we just post photos of the books and we have like five. Oh my God, that
0: that picture is great.
1: I. No, it is so good. Oh. There's like a pumpkin-headed thing. There's a bear. Um, that's a. And this story is by Ryan Higgins. It is a picture book.
0: I see a little bit of Totoro in this with the way the bear is standing and everything. Yes. Like, oh, that's that's so good. Kind um. of slumped. So
1: cute. And I'm assuming it has um, what is the uh, Sleepy Hollow
0: vibes? But oh, that'd be great. Oh my God, I'm I'm actually looking in the the actual. In- pages and stuff that they have Aww. shown and everything. I love it when you can page preview. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, oh, it's like a bear who has, who's like Scrooge for Halloween. That's so, oh, <laughs> that's oh, I'm, I'm in, I'm in.
1: <laughs> we have to read it. We're going to, don't try to
0: come get it from gross point. Cause we're going to have
1: it checked out, <laughs> but get it anywhere else. So that was recommended by Rachel. And that seems to be a hot hit and that's brand new this year. That just came out mm-hmm. just for Halloween. Um, And the next book is called The Skull. This one we just got. So this I do already have the um, summary pulled up for because the summary is actually what drew me in. I just found this in our new book book selection and Mm -hmm. it's kind of got creepy illustrations but not as scary as scary stories to tell in the dark right so that's what drew me to it it's based on a tyrolean folk tale i absolutely could be pronouncing that wrong where a brave girl named otilla escapes terrible danger only to find herself in a spooky house hosted by a skull (laughs) Sweet. <laughs> yes, none other than a skull. It's described as empowering and mysterious and foreboding. I just like also that it's described as empowering. So yeah. I'm curious to see what happens with this little... uh female heroine i'm i'm very excited but yeah usually
0: usually usually horror and and girls and things don't tend to be (laughs) empowering um but we're here in 2023
1: and we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna persevere heck yeah (laughs) so that's the skull by john Classen. i realized i don't even think i said the title but that's the skull um Named after, of course, the host of the spooky house that That's she finds herself in.
0: Fantastic! Oh, that sounds great. Man. So yeah, we got a whole slew of stuff for you to uh, sink your teeth into as far as reading, watching goes. Um, yep. Seriously, by all means, like I'm, I'm, I'm imploring you. If, if even if you don't like foreign stuff, check out Common Rider. You, you, you. The worst, the worst is you get like a couple episodes in, and you're like, "Oh, Adam was completely wrong. I hate this." Well, fine, whatever. You you waste <laughs> you wasted an hour. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. How
1: long are the episodes?
0: Uh, they're standard fare, twenty two minutes. <laughs>
1: See, yeah, that's very like that's the one thing I do love about anime and um like just the anime culture and world like like short animation is amazing because. I don't know. I love it when a story can be wrapped up in twenty minutes, so mm-hmm. that's great. And I have yet to watch it, but I do want to watch it at some point. Oh,
0: absolutely. They they, they and if they if the story can't be wrapped up, it's split into a two parter. Oh, that that's so how they fun. do it. So I usually love a cliffhanger. Yeah, usually usually that's how that series goes. It goes introduce monster in the first half, find out what the monster actually is about, and then second half investigate and figure out where they are so they can deal with them. Yeah, <laughs> and defeat. I love a monster of the week trope mm-hmm. oh it's it's fantastic and fun uh no giant robots in this one um because that was sentai that really popularized that oh actually spider-man <laughs> huh. spider-man is the reason why we have um giant robots in uh in in things like power rangers what yeah the so uh complete off off topic tangent before we close out <laughs> uh stan lee was visiting japan and in japan they like toy was like oh we really love this uh this Spider-Man character can we take a crack at it and they told him like what their plans were and he's like yeah absolutely Um, so they come up with uh, Spider-Man who gets his powers from an alien from the planet Spider Oh, and uh, he has to he has to defeat the armies of uh, the villainous general monster. And, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. He comes up with all these titles for himself, like the Emissary of Hell and things like that. <laughs> uh, his suit comes out of his wrist buckle and everything. He has oh, a car so that, uh, that has weaponry and stuff. And then it flies into a giant robot leopard called Leopardon. Oh, wow. Which I am so excited. So if you are into Spider-Verse, it has been confirmed that... Uh, toei spider-man will be making an appearance <gasps> in the third spider-verse movie and i'm Ooh. so excited for that
1: because oh, it appeared
0: amazing. in the comics and i want my leopard on <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah that is sweet <laughs> oh i can't wait to see it on screen too that's gonna be so good oh
0: it's awesome i th- I think the i think the whole series is available on the internet archive if you want to check it out that's awesome <laughs> yeah um yeah tokusatsu uh, is one of my big specialties, which literally just means special effects. So Godzilla, <laughs> um, Spo- Power Rangers, things like that. I absolutely adore those. Oh but anyway. Yay. Yeah. So um, sorry about that tangent. But yeah, we have a whole bunch of stuff for you to check out. Um, definitely uh, look into it. Um, if you have kids, treat them to Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Um, if anything, the music alone is absolutely worth it but uh you will just be charmed by the visuals and everything and
1: and you're gonna be learning you're gonna be singing these so you probably already are singing these yeah songs. i think
0: uh, i think half of you who are listening to this right now are going this is halloween this, this is, is halloween,
1: halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so you're bound to learn it either way you might as well
0: enjoy it by watching the movie and knowing where it comes from a hundred percent and i believe we have a copy of that at woods branch and we might have one at central when that opens back up
1: <laughs> yeah and i should say i know i'm i've been bad about this when the whole point is to tell you guys how that's available at the library all of the recommendations except unless otherwise noted oh because we had we did go on tangents of recommendations of other things um, that weren't on our list all of the things that we originally recommended though are available in some shape or form at the gross point public library and if you're not from Gross Point and you don't have a Gross Point Public Library card, just check your local library. I'm sure they have at least one of all of these um, classics mm-hmm. that we have on here. And so. of course,
0: check to see if you're part of the My Library program.
1: Yeah, you can always still try and get a um, card to um, get access to some of the stuff that we have here at GPPL. There, we have lots of different ways to give you access. We want you to have access. That's mm-hmm. just libraries everywhere. We want oh, yeah. you. We want you to get these materials that we blab on about um because they're great and you should be able to blab about them too for free. Absolutely. So <laughs> so we'll be back in about a month or so with another um short stacks series recommendation and be on the lookout for other episodes that we have with our myriad of ideas. Who knows what we're going to start up
0: with first? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everybody. Have yourselves a spooky end of summer, beginning of fall.
1: Woohoo. <laughs> and have a safe Halloween.
0: All right. <laughs>